0: Okay. here we go. Okay. welcome to another edition of Sun Gazing, the podcast. Today, we are honored to speak with our guest, the lovely, talented and accomplished yogi, Martha Bailey Hopkins. Martha has graciously accepted our invitation to share with us her path and how she became a yogi and a masterful yoga teacher to fellow people on the path. Welcome, Martha.
1: Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here and so good to see you.
0: Likewise, it's always fun. <laughs> so, we're going to play what we call, like, you know, roughly 20 questions, just ask some questions so people can understand your path, how you got started, and how um, they can get in contact with you. So, number one, we'll, we'll go back a little bit and, and as much as you're comfortable, uh, tell us about your parents and how you grew up.
1: Okay. So, I am a byproduct of the South Side of Chicago, born and raised. Uh, actually with a few years in between when we followed my father for his educational journey for two years in Indiana and then two years in Pennsylvania. But basically, I'm a Southside girl and um, both of my parents are educators. Um, I'm a product of Chicago public schools. I don't know if I said that. Um, And so I I have had a beautiful, rich and um, very um, supported journey in my life. Blessed to have parents that loved me unconditionally. And I know that a lot of people can't say that, but I can definitely say that. And um, I miss them tremendously. They have both gone on to glory.
0: Yes, it, you know, it's amazing. Um, both my parents passed away recently, my father in December of 2019, my mother just this February. And you look at the world differently. I mean, you know, uh, they're still here. They're still guiding us, but it's, you know, you miss them, especially when they're both supportive and both, you know, a big part of your life.
1: Yes. Yes, for sure. I remember my mother died in 2004 and then my father in 2007. And I remember when, um, After my father passed, and it was right before uh, Obama was elected, and I remember having a conversation with him. You know what? I'm going off the path. It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) Sorry. But anyway, it was such an emotional experience for me because my parents did not have the opportunity to witness that history. And one of the last conversations that I had with my father about Obama was that he felt that he was being thrust into this environment and that he wasn't ready and that um, they, he felt that they were setting him up. So, and so when I had the opportunity to go to canvas in, um, in Indiana, the day of the election with a girlfriend of mine, and we drove back and then we watched the highlights and i You know what? I even have chills thinking about it. And I'm telling you, it was like at about 11 p.m. and they announced it and I just wept. And I just thought about memories of all my ancestors flooded throughout and just just the historical moment of that. So they are indeed with us. They guide us. They are the shoulders with which we stand upon. And um, yes. So it's it's amazing. I'm
0: sorry. (laughs) That's that's okay. I mean, it's all fun because, you know, and a quick story. What was really sweet for me, of course, you know, my parents participating in it, but my uncle Carl, you know, who started uh, Shy Sound Records. And how sweet for him that he's sitting in his living room and Barack Obama walks out on stage and is playing Jackie Wilson Higher and Higher, the song that he produced.
1: Oh my gosh. Look at that. Yeah.
0: Wow. But yeah, that's that's part of the rich background that we share growing up in Chicago. It's really a fantastic place. Um, So uh, next question is, who introduced you to yoga?
1: So my mother was my first entry into yoga, and this was in the 70s. I um, followed my mother everywhere. And my mother was such a progressive um, individual and an individualistic person and just creative and just I loved her. And uh, so she. I would follow her to everything that she was involved in. She got into yoga. This was in the early 70s. Anything to be with mom. And <laughs> I, even, I even joined um, Transcendental Meditation because my mother was involved in that and she would not tell me what her mantra was. So <laughs> like, I, I got to join so I can get my own mantra. <laughs> Anyway, so we and I I cannot recall who our teacher was or even if she was black or white. I just don't remember it. I do remember that there was a a black woman that was um, very popular back in the day with a yoga that I've heard about Grace Holt. And so it could have been her, I just, I can't say. But I do remember practicing yoga with my mother and taking classes. And that was our time to bond together. And it was a beautiful way to experience um, life, uh, the experiences of what goes on in our breath and being in tune with our body and just connecting with my mother, it was that, that was the best time that I had, is just doing something fun with her. And it wasn't until later that I got involved for myself outside of my mother.
0: Well, and, and it's so amazing. And and uh, just, you know, shout out to uh, Chicago, especially the South Side and Hyde Park, that it was so progressive. Because yoga back then, nobody was doing it. And Black people clearly were not doing it. And you know Hyde Park is just an island unto itself. It really is. It's, you know, just a great place. Right. Awesome. So, and you led me to my next question. When did you start to practice yoga consistently?
1: I, um, started practicing again, or really practicing yoga for myself starting in, uh, uh 2000. And, um, I would kind of play around with it here or there. DV, you know, I got DVDs and uh, well, they were <laughs> they were CDs at the time. But- <laughs> or oh, what's the other that um, VHS?
0: Oh right.
1: <laughs> you know, but uh, no, maybe it was the DVD or CD's at that time. But anyway, I started practicing on my own. Um, Through those um, devices, and then I I, I ventured off and um, sought out a school on my own, and there was a there was a Center on the north side called the discovery Center. And they had like a little publication, and you could take all kinds of classes, and so I found a yoga class. in in the Discovery Center on Lincoln Avenue. And I don't know exactly where it was on Lincoln, somewhere up north. And I got involved and started taking it. And it was a beautiful experience for me. And it brought back, that was right around the time that my mother had passed. So I think that was another way for me to connect with her and to get back. I was doing all kinds of things to kind of reconnect with her. And so that brought me back to yoga. and. so I started practicing on my own. And around that time, I'd say like in the late 90s, I became uh, involved in the church. I am a member of the Apostolic Church of God, which is a Pentecostal um, tongue speaking <laughs> church church. Um, and i remember having a conversation with one of the evangelists at my church and i said to her that i was practicing yoga and she said to me oh honey you need to be careful about that <laughs> <laughs> so i'm like why what i never felt so close to god now in some of the classes that i've taken Chanting was available for us. I never knew the Sanskrit language to chant, but I wasn't afraid of it, or felt like I was going to be attacked or possessed by a demon, and so. But that was that's the fear and the myth that a lot of um, church folk have, and I could. I guess just specifically speak about black church, church folk, oh, sure. that's my experience. So, but I was like, Oh my God. So I felt like, you know, I have never felt so much closer to God than doing my yoga, connecting with my breath, with movement. And in fact, yoga means to yoke, to connect. So I was like, this what, what is up with this? So I, <laughs> I was like, okay. And so I, 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 I learned to, um, kind of be careful about what I shared. Um, And I did continue with my practice. And for a couple of other reasons, I took a sabbatical from church And that's when I uh, discovered I was thumbing through a yoga journal magazine and I ran across an ad that says, do you love Christ? Do you love yoga? And I'm like, oh, oh my God, well, there we go. So I looked and I'm like, oh, this is really interesting. So I had always wanted to be even before I became a yoga instructor. I, I think I've always had the burning desire for learning. And I guess that probably came from. Having parents that are educators and that instilled in me just the knowledge and learning and um, and studying. And so. um, Before I actually became uh, uh, thinking of teaching yoga, I thought about massage school because I've always loved massage. And so I kind of did a little research on that and I'm like, Ooh, we, that's a, that's a lot. That's a lot. So and then I got involved in with the yoga and then I thought, well, you know, let's, let's try Now knowing that they're totally two different disciplines for sure, but I just, I had a hunger to um, seek knowledge um, that connected me with myself and my body. So Anyway, to make a long story short, I did some research and said, you know, I want to take a I want to do a yoga teacher training. And so the um, information that I received about the Christ centered yoga that I saw was was a like maybe a 35 hour uh, certification. And I thought, well, you know, if I am going to do the study, I I think I want to do a study to get the certification that will uh, allow me to teach Uh, To get the certificate, the 200 hour and teach in the studios and so forth and so on. And so I did a little more research and I found a school of yoga that was a Christ centered yoga studio or school in Chandler, Arizona. And uh, decided that that was the school that I would attend. I actually happened to be going to Arizona that um, like a couple of months later and checked it out and I was just in love with it. And so it so that's where my desire to get involved. Uh, Initially, my idea was to um, teach yoga and um, bridge the gap. Uh to the christian community uh to uh to learn about this discipline um and not to be so afraid of the myths associated with it and uh, you know uh yoga being a, a spiritual discipline uh, like fasting and prayer and other um religious disciplines. And so the idea was what the intention behind it was. and so the focus was on the intent and uh, the uh, focus on Jesus Christ. So that's how I started with um school in um with yoga. and since then I've taken a couple of other, Classes and kind of expanded my knowledge and, and my um, um,
0: interest in yoga since well, then. It's, it's amazing because as we uh, fully approach uh, or we are in the age of Aquarius, things are uniting. And you'll see, uh, for example, in Los Angeles, they have uh, these Korean, uh, you know, uh, Christian churches. So as, you know, Easterners are coming here and they're attracted to Christianity to kind of balance their learning. We're attracted to the East to balance our learning, and I love the fact that you are thinking universally to balance everyone, to bring the Christ principle with the yoga principle, because I agree with you, they're all one and the same. They're not separate, and it's fantastic that you're doing that. It really is. Um, Let's see, next question is, uh, okay, well, to you, is yoga, is it just a physical exercise, or do you see a spiritual component to it as well?
1: So I guess when I first started out, I was, as I think most people enter or or become introduced to yoga is through the physical postures, the asanas. So, um, but there, as we learn in classical yoga, there are eight limbs to yoga and uh, the, and you start with the physical postures and then that kind of opens up your, um, inquiry to the other limbs of yoga from the classical point of view
0: fantastic you know and um which you know the half segue is as i if i've told you i've written a book called yoga a love story and for me the focus is on as you so brilliantly said yoga meaning yoke and union and uniting this you know the self with the higher self and um I mean, the asanas are a part of it, but the, what really attracts me to yoga is the whole concept of that union with the higher self. And there are a lot of ways to do it. I mean, if, you know, going to a Christian church gets you there, then by all means, please do it. Uh, but any way you can do it, please, it helps everyone. And so it's fantastic. Once again, I said that you're, that you're uniting the two studies. It's really it's really great. Um, and let's see. Uh, I think you answered this question, but I'll ask you again. What made you decide to teach yoga?
1: Uh, like I mentioned, I just really my initial thought was to do the studying for myself. And then when I got that pushback in the church, I felt like it was my calling, if you will, or responsibility to educate our community on the benefits of yoga. And again, it would start with the physical part and then lead into the other branches of yoga or the other limbs, if you will, of yoga.
0: So in in teaching, do you find um, uh, that people are first a little reticent about the other limbs of yoga uh, because they think it's, you know, kind of hocus pocus or something that takes them away from the church?
1: Um, You know, I have not found any pushback from the students that I have. And because I think they have come with a curious mind, first of all, those that are just already have it in their mind that they feel like that's not for them. They're not going to enter in. And I may have had some students who have come in and then felt that it wasn't for them. Um, So and I'm still honing in that the language and the theming of. of um, relating the two, like having the Christian experience and relating it to the yogic philosophy. And in my studies that I'm doing now, I'm learning so much more about it. And I'm, I'm fine another thing which was important for me is to not culturally appropriate because you know, there's so in the West, there's so much that's happening in the yoga, world, fitness and wellness. I mean, that's a whole thing right there, you know, and I I really kind of experienced that when I was doing teaching at LA Fitness. I kind of had, you know, I I, I had the opportunity to teach, I would say, more secular yoga at the gyms where um, there was no chanting, and I Mm -hmm. couldn't even, I I couldn't have my Christ spin on it, but it was, (laughs) like um, physical fitness. Yeah. And it, it was funny to me, well, not really funny, but actually sad that at the end of class in Shavasana, I'd have people that get up and leave. They're like, oh, I'm done. <laughs> but that is like the most important part of the practice to me is the asana is just, you know, because what we learn is yoga prepares you for meditation. And so, um, you know, with people with the mindset of the fitness, um, they're more into like, well, I got my flex on and I'm ready to <laughs> <laughs> it was disruptive and just whatever. And then I had a lot of people. So I would spray, I would do my little spritz with the lavender and people would stay. And some people wouldn't like it. So I'd say, raise your hand. But, you know, it's it really is inviting people to be calm and breathe and to enjoy the present moment. We are so in our head about what we have to do when we leave our space what happened yesterday, you know, whatever anticipation, but just being in the present moment and just, um, appreciating the gift of this moment is to me, part of the beauty of yoga. So, um, yeah, so that's been, that's been kind of interesting for
0: me. Um, well, well, I'm ashamed to say that Savasana is my favorite, uh, uh, asana.
1: No, that's funny. And that, you know, if that was my mother, she would say, Oh, that's my favorite pose. <laughs> it's also called the corpse pose. So she's like, I love that. That's my favorite. So, you know, I giggle when um I think about that. But and and it really is, you you know, because I think we operate in this society It's just like we have to do, 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 and um, and just not just be and just kind of breathe and appreciate the moment that we're in and where we are and the highs and the lows of it. It's not all going to be uh, daffodils and sun sunrises, you know, so um, we're going to have some tumultuous storms along the way. And it's like, how do you deal with that? How do you how do you get through that?
0: You know, and it's interesting because it's you know a Western point of view that there always has to be something. And I remember for years as a, you know, uh, in high school, I could never get that code about, you know, what's the sound of one hand clapping? You know, I'd be like, oh, it's whoosh, it's this, it's that. And it finally, it took a while and I realized it's nothing. And, you know, for us in the West, it has to be something. It can never be nothing. And, and that's the beauty of yoga. It's, you know, you can be nothing, you can be still. And um, I mean, holding some of those poses, you know, they can be difficult but when you hold them long enough you get to that point of stillness so it's amazing and thank you for for teaching uh because that helps people get to that point i think it really does um now um how would you recommend people start doing yoga hmm. well
1: i would recommend starting with the basic class it it would depend on um so if they're they're brand new to yoga sure. You know, just really just coming to your mat or a place and starting to breathe. Like I always tell my students, you are practicing yoga if you lay on your mat and breathe. So we have a tendency, and especially in this age of the Instagram babes and just like getting into the, you know, beautiful poses and headstands and back bends and flips and all that. That is something that is not attainable for everyone. (laughs) And, you know, hello, (laughs) you know, know, having a 60 year old, I couldn't do it in my 20s. But um, I think we have to stop with comparing ourselves to others and becoming body aware of who we are and the beauty of who we are so even if we just come to our mat and just take a moment to breathe you know that is practicing yoga and you know, creating breath with movement, lifting the arms up and breathe, and then exhaling and releasing. That's practicing yoga. And so what I'm learning too, um, and that has come with age, And just kind of an appreciation of where I am in my life. And I am really becoming involved in doing more learning and studying and teaching from a standpoint of longevity and sustainability in the body with yoga. One of the things that I'm learning is a lot of the things that we were taught in class was um, not the best for our bodies, so, and I, I'm actually in a yoga uh, training now, and um, I'm having to relearn a whole lot of stuff about alignment and anatomy uh, because we've been taught always, you know, straighten your uh, li- straighten your back, lengthen the spine. So, I mean, our cur- our spine has beautiful curves to it, but you know, we have been taught to keep that spine straight. And you probably now you were in the military, right?
0: Well, my father was in the military, so I was Air Force. Brat.
1: So, right. So and then, you know, we we tuck our pelvis in, you know, so there's so much that over time really um, does not help with longevity in the practice and um, helps with um, creating erosion <laughs> and just uh, not 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 being sustainable in the body. So instead of wanting to um, practice those um, beautiful and they're so beautiful poses, we want to get into poses that uh, will create um, harmony and unity in the body and um, and 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 not injury.
0: Yeah, that, that's that's true right. And we get caught up in, in the vanity of, as you said, doing these great poses, when really we need to find out what's best for us. Um, and, and it's, it's interesting um, because this gets back to uh, what we're talking about, about, East meeting West. But years ago, um, I met a writer uh, at a party and I was telling him I'm writing, I wanted to write spiritual movies. And I didn't want to do this Christian stuff. I wanted to do more Eastern stuff. He looked at me and he said, well... That's great that you're fascinated by that, but you were born in a Christian country with Christian parents for a reason. So it's be who you are, be where you are, incorporate yes. what you can, but don't forget where you came from. So, you know, I, yeah. I love it. You're incorporating natural things, you know, with it. So it's not as rigid. That's fantastic.
1: Yes, that's beautiful.
0: So, okay, many already, you know, and I know you're humble, but many consider you a master. So why are you still continuing your studies?
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, to me, I feel that in order to become a better teacher, I have to become a better student. And there's always so much more to learn. You only, I mean, and, you know, yoga, like there's only, like we started with the asana, you know, a lot of us get involved with just the asana, but there's so much more that uh, layers to, uh, unwrap that really get into the beauty of the, uh, yoga tradition and the philosophy. So, I mean, I am in awe of my teachers that, um, that, that expound on that and teach me, the beauty, and the legacy of um, the traditions of yoga.
0: Well, that is fantastic. Um, and I just want to close with, can you tell people how they can find you? If they want to study with you or study from you?
1: Absolutely. So I have a website and it is dunamisyoga.com. That's D-U-N as in Nancy, A-M-I-S-Y-O-G-A.com. And you can also find me on Instagram at Dunamis Yoga, as well as Facebook on Dunamis Yoga and Twitter. I don't do Twitter too much. (laughs) And I'm definitely not a Snapchat girl. I'm really an old school Facebook and just recently uh, Instagram. And but my offerings are on my website, Dunamis Yoga. And so you can find out all about what's going on with me there.
0: Well, that is fantastic. And we thank you for taking some time with us. And we look forward to seeing you again down the line. Uh, once again, this is Marta Bailey Hopkins, a yogi from Chicago, Illinois, who's doing fantastic things.
1: Thank you, Doug. So nice to see you. And I can't wait to get a copy of your book.
0: Well, thank you. It's a, It's called Yoga, A Love Story, and it'll be everywhere. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Namaste.